don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This is Social Minds, the UK's first dedicated social media marketing podcast brought to you by Social Chain. I'm Theo. And I'm Eve. And each week we'll be joined by a host of progressive minds to learn the unique and innovative ways that social media is being used around the world. On this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest developments across social and what they mean for us all. And if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to get new episodes every week. This week on Social Minds, engagement has been steadily decreasing on Instagram. Theo and I are back for another special episode of Breaking Social, this time covering all the major social media stories to come out of June. Yes, what a difference a month makes. We've spoken about Facebook's new cryptocurrency, LinkedIn's algorithm changes, and also the new chat sticker for Instagram. And we've even used the sticker to answer some of your questions. From the way things are going, you've got like three major points of focus, which are stories, messaging, and groups. With all that taken into account and assuming the ad placements start to run in each of those, what do you need the feed for? All this and more coming up. Theo, welcome back. Thank you, Eve. Back again. <laughs> yeah, back for another episode of Breaking Social. We've got lots of exciting stories to cover from the past month. We do. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about LinkedIn's new algorithm and what they're prioritizing now. Um, also, Facebook's cryptocurrency Libra, because mm. more details have emerged about that since we last spoke about it. And finally, Instagram's new chat feature for stories, um, which is really, really exciting. We've been waiting for that for a few months as well. Yes. Um, and as well, like uh, last time, we also have questions from the audience that we'll be answering. So which people, came through the new chat sticker, I yeah, believe, yeah, as yeah. well, didn't so, they? So. Yeah, we, we set up a group just yesterday um, because it only dropped yesterday, the feature just to see how it would work. I thought this would be a really good use for it. And yeah, people have got um, involved and we've got a few really good questions to answer. So that should be good. Looking forward to it. So yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, let's start with LinkedIn. It's the big one, isn't it? I mean, this this was sort of, it, it's, it's funny because I feel like this news broke several days after we had Ash on the podcast yeah. speaking about personal branding yeah, and about LinkedIn. Timing. And I remember I got a WhatsApp message. It was literally just like, this is exactly what I was talking about two days ago. Yeah. So. It's, uh, it's just a testament, to be honest, to how like involved or how like on the beat ashes with the work that he does. The yeah. fact that he could sense that trend coming and then lo and behold, mm, like, they, they confirmed it a few days later. Um, but yeah, essentially uh, what's happening, for those who don't know, is that LinkedIn has changed its algorithm um, in a really similar way to how Facebook did um in 2018, was it? When they yeah, did, yeah, I'd say um, the move to meaningful The meaningful engagement, engagement yeah. move, yeah. Um, so basically, if you've listened to our podcast with Ashley Jones, uh, we discussed it a little bit with him first. Um, the fact that some people on LinkedIn make posts um, just by sharing things that have mm. gone viral mm. um, just to get, you know, extra eyeballs and get a bit of attention. And it has worked to a certain extent. But I think now LinkedIn wants to be taken a little bit more seriously, which is, you know, understandable. So they started um, clamping down on that. And actually now they'll be prioritizing posts from still from people. So it's people over pages, yep. which is what Ash and us suspected. Um, but further than that, the posts that these people make have to be relevant to their sector or industry and they have to be causing um, discussion. 
So same as meaningful engagement with Facebook, it, this is going to come down to uh, asking questions and generating comments. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, what, what I've taken for this is that they want to uh, maximise responses from people as well. So we've said for a while that one of the uh, best ways to sort of use LinkedIn is to, you know, involve yourself in discussions. Mm. And uh, like, like you said, you know, algorithmically, maybe that's not really sort of registered, but now they're definitely yeah. moving towards that because we know it's, it's uh, LinkedIn themselves have said they've seen unprecedented like engagement in the past few months and it's been mm. absolutely crazy and it is true that you could it's a very easy way to go viral especially by posting yeah. other campaigns and yeah. giving your two cents I follow a lot of copywriters and I'm seeing a lot of copywriters just sort of uh, dreaming up fake campaigns and tagging brands and it's becoming like you know a huge viral success but yeah. you're right it's the sort of other cheap content that people share and those sort of similar pieces and um, this, I think, is going to be well. It's, it's going to be great for LinkedIn, especially. You know, it, it seems like they're doing what Facebook are trying to do or wanting to push mm. towards, but sort of in the early days of all of this, which is, which is interesting. So, um, I think the tips that LinkedIn gave was definitely, you know, uh, pu pu putting posts out that inspire conversation and comments back, and just positioning yourself within your niche audience, and yeah. uh, and and also that. On the, on the top of your feed, you know, it's, it's not necessarily who's in your network, but, you know, you will start seeing posts from people outside of your network based yeah. on um, algorithmically what you might be into and what you might comment yeah, on. Yeah, definitely. So. I think it'll improve the state of content on LinkedIn as a whole as well, because it'll be less about people trying to hack the system just to get numbers. Mm -hmm. And it'll be more about, you know, going back to what they should be posting about, which is like stuff that comes from them that is relevant mm. um, to their industry. It's going to be relevant and helpful to their um, to their network. I don't know if you've seen that Twitch, uh, Twitter account, The State of LinkedIn. Oh, I've, I've heard of it. I'm yeah. Just a big parody, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's really funny. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's a parody account, but basically um, they just share some of the most ridiculous stories um, that people have posted on LinkedIn. And everyone will have seen a post like this where it's, oh, you know, I, I hired a homeless person. Now they're my COO. Yeah. Never, never like, uh, like judge people by their, oh, exactly. by, by what you first think or whatever. All these like mad success stories and basically just virtue signaling for the sake of getting numbers. Half of it, I think, is made up. I think LinkedIn has finally cottoned on to the fact that people are using its platform that way and hey, maybe it doesn't want to be a bit of a a parody, like a parody. It is, um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's fun while it lasted. My, my favourite example, and I don't even know if I've seen this or if I've just made it up, but I was sacked from my job at 16 and I'm the CMO of the company. Yeah. It's always, it's that kind of content and like you said, everybody would be able to resonate that with that or know somebody who posts like that because mm. it is at the, you know, we, we talk about it being at the early stages, but LinkedIn's been around for a while, but it is mm. one of those platforms where, you know, you, you you just have the impulse to add absolutely everybody because everybody's on there. And, yeah. you know, I think the, the, the visibility that it can give to you as an individual is obviously like really, really valuable. And, you know, even as a business, we use it. One of the interesting points that uh, we picked up on and something that we talked about a lot is uh, finding people within your business to essentially be your influencers. Yeah. Because uh, like you said, you know, with the people versus pages debate, people within your company or organisation are going to have a lot more influence on LinkedIn yeah. than the company itself. So, yeah, I mean, we found it with social chain content, haven't we? Yeah. You know, when we post a podcast or whatever, we'll always sort of go out organically from our feeds and then that conversation really lives on. So yeah. if you're not doing that already, you know, identify those people. And, yeah, definitely. I mean, in, them. 
employee advocacy has always been like a theory, hasn't it? It's yeah. always been like something people have seen potential value in and wanted to do. But now it just so happens that LinkedIn has put certain measures in place and features that have made it possible. So now the results that you can get from it are actually, um, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say easy, but but for, for what it is, like it's really valuable. It's a bit like podcasting. The fact that even though LinkedIn's been around for ages, mm. as is podcasting, the popularity is just happening now. So you are at a point where you don't actually have to, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that much competition for you to get really, really good results from it. Yeah. I think like everything LinkedIn has been doing recently just points to the fact that it, it has realized that it is being regarded as a social media platform. Yeah. So it started acting as such and it just wants to be taken seriously now. Exactly. Um, it's not just a CV builder anymore, is exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Like this morning, our head of marketing, Pete, got sent a... Um, uh, a free gift from LinkedIn yeah, uh, from yeah. their marketing team and they're encouraging people to use their ad platform. Like It just shows that they're actually putting some real effort in, which is something we've not seen from them before. Exactly. And I think part of that as well is inspired by obviously, you know, saturation on other platforms. Mm. So naturally when that happens, we'll look to, uh, you know, newer, less utilised platforms and, you know, I can see it going a similar way. And mm. um, we've got to get onto Libra really because yeah. this is my uh this this has been my sort of uh few weeks of getting my head around blockchain yeah. and cryptocurrencies and speaking to people and finding out more about this so libra obviously the big news since we spoke last is uh they've announced a launch date for june 2020 I've probably get on gotten a little bit ahead of myself here for, for people who do not know what libra is it's facebook where have new, you been hiding exactly <laughs> it's uh, essentially facebook's new cryptocurrency which we were calling facecoin or global coin mm. for about the last 12 months yeah. so the cat is out the bag now. It's very, very, very exciting. Mm. Um, Uber, MasterCard, Visa, just some of the names involved with the project. And we've been speaking to people about it. So, Well, I'm interested to know what, what you think about it because you've been really, uh, you've been following the story for a while, haven't you? Yes, and you've been like yes. quite excited about it. But at the same time, you haven't always been Facebook's biggest fan. No, I, um, yes, I'm, a, I'm I, I, you know, strangely, ironically, I can be quite passive when it comes to social, I must admit. Um, and I'm not really much of a Bitcoin sort of, uh, you know, insider. I'm, not, I'm, I'm you know, I'm really, I, I admittedly say that I'm learning more and more about cryptocurrencies. Yeah. But I really think this is a sign of where social media, especially Facebook's family of apps, are going at the moment. Mm. And that's definitely been inspired by uh, WeChat, which is uh, obviously the Chinese platform yeah. where, you know, think, th imagine our version of WhatsApp and imagine being able to buy absolutely everything from your groceries to fruit, fruit and vegetable to clothes to absolutely everything mm. that goes through this one website, which is WeChat for China. So I can see, you can see the value in it, can't you? When it's just like one unified thing, it just takes away all the or the hassle, but I guess for other companies, takes away the competition as well. Well, exactly. And I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, definitely from a government point of view, there's a lot of opposition to uh, Libra, you know, because a lot of people, and even this morning, we put out a story about uh, the US Congress asking Facebook to sort of put the brakes on this project and saying, you know, slow down. We need time to investigate this. And you get the feeling that Facebook have almost kind of rush released it a year in advance. So they've sort of come out and said, this is what we're doing. Before regulation happens. Exactly. It's going out a year. So to put, you know, because I think the rumours, maybe they were getting too much because everybody was aware of it and they were doing things behind yeah. the scenes, you know, working with people in crypto and blockchain. Yeah, they, they have been planning it for ages. And I think obviously after 
the amount of scandal they've had recently, they were probably thinking, oh God, well, we would have ideally liked to have released it already, but now we've yeah. had to wait until this calms down a little bit, but we do have to get it out before exactly. regulators come in. Um, yeah, it. I don't know timing-wise that it's it's got me thinking if it will be successful or not, because you've got the fact that even though the drama's died down somewhat, there's, it's left a lasting impression on people. Not that many people trust Facebook, let alone with their like finance matters. So like the, there's that side of things. And you're forgetting that Facebook credit was its first attempt into cryptocurrency and that failed. So, you know, if, if they failed once, maybe maybe they'll fail again. But I'm I'm an I'm an optimist with Libra, and I must hey. admit, yeah, and I'm not always an optimist, but I I can seriously see this taking off, and I can see it changing social media in many many different ways because I think it's for one for the one part it feels already like it's making cryptocurrency a lot more available, mm, a lot yeah. more accessible. And crypto you know? is more popular now than it was when they launched credits. Exactly, exactly. So there, there is that, like people are more aware of it and people are sort of want to get involved in it because they've seen people um, make money off of Bitcoin and stuff. And, mm. and if they've maybe missed that wave, maybe they'll, um, they'll want I've, to get involved. And I think even just take, take the crypto argument out of it. I mean, if you've got a currency that runs across your Facebook account, your WhatsApp account, your Instagram account and it's, mm. and you know, where they're really going to win is peer-to-peer -peer payments and being able to pay people with ease like you would Monzo, like mm. you would Revolut. And, you know, in the early days I was sort of like, oh, why do I need a Monzo account for, you know, why do I need a Revolut account when I've already got a bank account? But you begin to see the ease of payments and processes mm. and you start to think, right, okay, the convenience argument, you know, really draws you in and I think they'll do everything they can to make this a, a success especially with social commerce on Instagram yeah I was going to say I that think. for me is its most exciting area the fact that it it can actually ease the process of social commerce like so much more definitely um, definitely. yeah no to be honest I have my doubts but I hope that it does work if not for no other reason then it'll be you know all news here every day like it'll be something exciting exactly. uh, to see unfold and I think I think it would be very fluid one of, one of the interesting things so we were speaking to uh, Dylan who's our head of WhatsApp mm. um, here and he was uh, sort of saying what what I found is interesting was his comments on the cryptocurrency sort of community's attitude towards this because uh, you know, it, 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 there's a sort of irony with this that many people think that uh, this has kind of gone against the what crypto should be, a sort of decentralised, mm. kind of a democratised sort of payment that's based on trust and all of that. So by Facebook, they've sort of, working with these powerful companies, obviously like Visa and MasterCard, it's created this sort of upper echelon, which is, you know, it's kind of, it, maybe it feels like a bank, maybe it feels like these powerful players. And I think that's what the problem that a lot of people have with banks, that it feels like they're run by powerful players. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it'd be interesting to see how people react to that. But I think for your standard, your everyday consumer, us on the ground, I think, you know, I can I can see this taking off. And especially the way it's been marketed and branded so yeah, far as well. Yeah, I was going to well, say, how, how do you think it'll stand up against things like Monzo? I can see it working alongside each other. I think it's, I mean, Monzo worked closely with MasterCard and I know uh, MasterCard are backing uh, Libra and Calibra, yeah. which would be the digital wallet. Mm. So, you know, we, we can sort of pick these things out from a, from a year away and sort of say, mm, not too sure how people are going to respond to that. But, you know, 
being, you know, if you're going to bet your money, you're going to bet it with Facebook and, mm. and what they do because they, they do have a habit of making these things work that's eventually. It, yeah, that's it. it. It goes against, like, no one ever likes change or something no. new, but at the end of the day, if it is the more convenient option, people are going to go for it. If you can make people's life e easier, then they'll take it. Yeah. If you can and it just turns out to be, you know, a bit rubbish, then expected not to fly but it'd be yeah. very very interesting like I said the way it's been marketed and branded mm. it definitely you know that colourful kind of purple background that yeah, uses it's definitely, it definitely appealing like, to young people you can tell definitely 100% yeah and then we move on to well I suppose where you know another place this is going to be interesting is with Instagram 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 chat and the yeah. chat sticker that's just been launched so yeah. I'm actually really excited about this one so we've been waiting for it for um no, how, it wasn't too long. They've rolled this one out quite quickly yeah, after first maybe announcing six it. Months, I think we've I think, heard about it for maybe even, less than I that. I think it was even less time than that, actually. Yeah, so uh, like we were saying, to, to get questions from our listeners, we have actually had a play with it. Um, so this this morning, it was when I was adding people. You can only add 30 people right. at one time. And I know, Theo, you were wondering if it would be... Um, ephemeral or not I can never yes, say that word yes. ephemeral will, it, will, it, will these group chats disappear after a while will they stay in your inbox like that, Instagram directors at the moment yeah that's a really interesting question and I think obviously because we've only set one up uh, last night we won't find out for sure until, we'll until this you know, afternoon because, social, yeah, yeah. because no one's had it for 24 hours yet which is funny but it is, it's interesting yeah will it because it's attached to one story, isn't it? Yeah. Will it disappear at the same time as that story? Or because it now has been moved essentially from stories mm -hmm. to your direct messages, can it live there? Um, I think it'll it'll stay because I don't really see much value in a group chat disappearing after 24 hours. You know, you've got your initial call to action, put them in there, give them a reason to. And then that group chat, if you keep it, can be used for absolutely all sorts. But is that the luxury of it though? Is that is that the the sort of brand perspective? I wonder for users if it has that sort of uh you know, that allure like Snapchat does where you can sort of send a message and you'll be in this group chat and it's okay in 24 hours it's going to be forgotten about and it's almost that the reactive nature of it for sure. Perhaps, yeah. One yeah. of the things that one of the examples that I gave the other day when we were sort of posting about it uh, yesterday was uh, Love Love Island, for instance. Love Island, obviously massive, and I imagine for users, you know, there's there's going to be people that I know who are probably going to use it to, um, you know, speak to other Love Island fans and like discuss shows, just sort of like you would WhatsApp and Messenger. You know, this isn't mm. anything new, but the promise this sort of holds for brands is incredible. You know, maybe a sponsor of Love Island to make a Love Island sort of super fans group where they can see that competitions and sort of build a bit of a social CRM mm. and, you know, for retargeting purposes. It's, yeah. it's really savvy. And I think it goes a lot deeper than a lot of people are going to think. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like anything uh, else, like the potential is massive. The only thing I'm a little bit, um, I don't want to say disappointed in, but... Uh, for the for the brand side of things, it maybe hinders it slightly is the fact that you're only allowed 30 people mm, at the moment. Yeah. So for me, that reads as they've put it out first and foremost, as it should be, a yeah. feature for users. Yeah. Um, again, coming back to this real focus on peer-to-peer, one-to-one messaging yeah. um, that, they're, that they're trying to encourage. Um, for brands, yeah, it can work for really, really, um, like a niche, a niche group, really small 
audiences, which for some brands, depending on the type of uh, messaging that they want to put out in these groups, it could be a hindrance that there's only 30. But for others, it could make it super, super exclusive and make yes. it uh, make it that much more desirable. So it could go one of two ways. But yeah, like the, the options endless. Think about a more niche version of Facebook groups and the way people are using that mm. to foster like mm. real um, like deep meaningful conversation about a specific topic it'll be like that but almost like condensed further and it, it strikes me as well it's 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 interesting because uh, you you actually brought this to my attention and it was the fact that uh, engagement has been steadily decreasing on Instagram mm. and that made me think you know to somebody hearing that news for the first time that that probably thinks oh maybe less people are using Instagram I'm sure we'll agree that's not the case, is it? People no. are just not engaging on the feed, but stories, is, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's what, something it's like one billion about, users in stories? Yeah, yeah, of course. Stories is worlds, worlds apart. Like anything that's happening in the feed that people might be worried about, obviously uh, have stories to turn to. And, exactly, uh, yeah. There's nothing to worry about there. I, I would actually say there's nothing really to worry about in Instagram's main feed. It was it was a study that came out the other day um, said that since May, um, I think they ran a sample of like 2,000 accounts and just saw that engagement had dipped. But any page or brand or influencer who uses the platform regularly will have seen that for themselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. The only this this means like whenever there's this kind of dip in engagement, it just means that something's on the way. And they give you that month's time to to prepare for it. So, so whether that is a greater focus on stories or direct messaging, um, it, it's like anything else. It, it's not going to mean the end of the world. It's not going to mean the end of your engagement. It is just going to mean adapting to something different. I've got the numbers here. If uh, I'm sure our audience will be interested. So it's from 1.54% engagement rate to now more than around 0.9%. So yeah. again, it's a, a dip, but I completely agree with what, what you're saying. There's a behavioural change coming isn't there yeah and definitely i think well you know we, we've, we've said time and time again stories you know albeit copied from snapchat has been one of the great success stories of social media hasn't it definitely. stories <laughs> again <laughs> yeah and it's uh no it's 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 it's, it's really really interesting to see I, I think this chat sticker is i'd like to see how they develop it out further i'd like yeah, to see how they too. build it up because I think, i'd like to see the amount of users allowed increased but yeah, hopefully that happens. And stickers, stickers has just been a, a again a runaway success. There's mm. there's like a sticker for everything. I think that's a question yeah. that comes up later. Is you know how can they continue this success? And it just seems to be to add stickers so and frequent, stickers that people want. Yeah, if you think about it, like you could you could have a sticker for almost every single function. Um, they are testing a stop motion sticker as well for stories, so which I am so excited about because people have been sort of hacking the format to do that anyway. Mm. So if you just had a series of images and they were all like uh, aligned to the same frame and you can click through and it can you know make like a um, traditional stop motion animation, basically they've just added, uh, a ca they're adding a camera mode that's going to do that for you. So you'll take a photo and then it'll show you the photo you've just taken, almost like half transparent underneath the one that you're about to take. Mm. So that you can match things up and make sure that the sequence is, you know, perfectly aligned. And then you can post them all together. So it'll like make a little almost like GIF for you, which I think, I, it's just the, the potential for people to get creative without having to waste uh, like precious time using heavy editing software. You know, it's something that no, like every single brand, every single Instagram user, publisher, influencer, name it can get involved in without having to exert too much resource. Exactly. It's, it's very exciting. And I, th I think that's been Instagram's strength, hasn't it? They're in a position where they can 
trickle a number of features. They've probably got hundreds of features, ideas just waiting in the wings that we don't even know about, but trickle mm. features down and, you know, continually see interest go back there mm-hmm. because, of, you know, the first reaction is going to be to go to Instagram and, and try out this uh, chat sticker. So, yeah. of course. I would love to see some kind of like gaming sticker or like some kind of gamification element involved in stories. You know, like in Facebook Messenger, they have uh, in-platform games. Yeah. I would love yeah. to see something like that to come to stories. Instagram, well, if you're listening. Talking of Messenger, <laughs> I'm interested to see where we are going to be at with the merger mm. between all the social media platforms. Yeah, because you mentioned Libra now. a second ago. I think that's going to obviously play a massive part in there. I mean, Definitely. a currency that's fluid between each platform. You will begin to see in the next few months these platforms borrowing more and more features from one another, mm-hmm. as well as their USPs, just aligning closer. And it's, uh, I think this was Mark Zuckerberg's plan for the start. And it's, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, the road is set for it now. Mm-hmm. But without further ado, we should probably ask, answer some questions yeah. from our audience who kindly sent these in. You do the first one then. Okay. So we've got the first question here, again, came through the chat sticker. Please try it out if you haven't had a chance yet. But how long do you think Instagram culture is going to last? It's a really interesting one, isn't it? I, I think it's here to stay. I think like anything else, if you look at it like a fashion trend, so it won't be exactly the same forever, but it has caused something that you can't reverse. Yeah. You just can't reverse that. It's made people expect, whether you like it or not, expect things to be a certain way visually. And that's that like, applies to everything, especially if we're talking about brands, like everything from the products that they're selling to the ways that their stores look. Yeah. It's like what's... Uh, acceptable for like where where do you go on holiday where do you go to eat how do you look at what you're choosing to eat it's it's changed absolutely everything so if if that's how we're defining instagram culture then i'd say it's not going anywhere it's ageless as well isn't it and i think the most interesting thing i find with instagram is the way it's become such a part of pop culture Mm. almost inspiring pop culture We, we did videos ages ago about you know food porn and and that sort of culture, you know, all sort of movements inspired by Instagram and, you know, influencer marketing owes a great deal to Instagram and, you know, various events I've been to, you know, older creatives will still look to Instagram for creative inspiration. It's mm. that's how I use the platform. It yeah. has become a bit, you know, completely yeah. ubiquitous. Definitely. I think if it, if, if it had been run by anyone else, then there would be that worry that it it might just be a passing fad, but Facebook yeah. has put so much resource into it yeah. with everything like stories, commerce, payments, like everything. Then you you sort of in, it's ensuring its future in that way. If you've got a finger in every pie, you're not you're not going anywhere anytime it's, soon. It's just hard to believe they bought it for a billion a I billion know. dollars. You know, all Biggest those years ago. Wow, it's like you know. Buying the magic beans and the and, and the beanstalk growing. Yeah, I know. I hope Adam so. has already brought that up when he asked for his pay rise <laughs> as head of <laughs> Instagram like, because otherwise, it, yeah. Adam, mate, you're missing a trick. <laughs> I, th- I think, I mean, and we're going to be talking about this in the future a lot more as well, but just look to the social commerce trends because, you know, whether it's, like you said, whether it's fashion, whether it's commerce, whether it's, you know, creative inspiration, it all takes place on Instagram yeah. and we're all making content with an Instagram lens in mind. So yeah. expect it to stay. Definitely. Um, so touching slightly more on Instagram, this question says, do you think Facebook is going to make a comeback as a social platform to where it can develop the same status as Instagram? It's a very, it's, it's, it's a great question. Uh, Facebook is a very, very interesting one. And my opinion on it has still always been that, you know, 
to put to the side what you think about Facebook as a platform, it is everywhere mm. and it controls everything and the elements of Facebook within everything. So, you know, I think we we tend to think of Facebook a lot as a standalone platform. But I mean, if I think about the apps that I log into, Spotify and, you know, 4OD and various things, I log mm. in through Facebook, you know, and it's the the sort of Facebook portal that, you know, that we all sort of go through. Yeah, um, definitely. And I mean, is it, I think they serve different functions. So is it going to be, you know, is it going to return to the level of Instagram? I'd say, no, I don't think that's their strategy. And I think they know that. But what Facebook will be and what interests me is I think it's going to be this space for, you know, this community sort of feel that feels different to Instagram. You know, if Instagram's your best life, Facebook is going to be more your, you know, what you do in your community. Your real life. Yeah, your, your real <laughs> life, your, your community interests, the, you know, the meaningful groups you're a part of, the uh, meetups and hangouts and, the, you know, definitely the sort of uh, kind of people-led power, if that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, charitable initiatives, stuff like that, you know, it's still yeah. really... It's so broad, isn't it? Exactly. It still holds a lot of value in terms of a people-led platform for, you know, rallying up interest for a cause or, you know, getting people around mm. a, a, a certain... Um, I mean, it's definitely... It's, it's changed a lot and it's, and it's gone through lots of, you know, uh, instances and... You know, I think I I wouldn't write Facebook off. I, I, I wouldn't I, either. By Do you know what? I, I think people forget Instagram would have no status without Facebook. Exactly. I think the exactly. fact that Facebook is like the puppeteer, if you will, behind all of these platforms, yeah. that status in itself. And actually people, people regard Facebook in a certain way, I think, because it went through its phase of, oh, it's not very cool. Yeah. It's uh, losing favor with teenagers and young people, which may be true to an extent. And I would have counted myself in that bracket as well, thinking that Facebook was a bit like over and now I don't really use yeah. it but actually since the iPhone brought out that um, update where you can see where you're spending your time on between all your social apps yeah. the amount that I actually do use Facebook and just don't think about it because if someone asks me I'm like oh well I think I'm a Twitter kind of person yeah. or I think I'm an yeah. Instagram kind of person so I'll tell you that but actually the numbers don't lie I spend a lot of time on Facebook that's why they're still you know they are a booming company yeah facebook and google and amazon like it or not like they are you of know course, they, yeah. they are they are who we answer and I'll, to really and I'll argue more than anywhere that that is still where those friend and family connections are which yeah, are increasingly course. important and it's like you can't have whatsapp and instagram and messenger without Facebook because it's exactly. like centralized hub. That's where that's where it all um, stems from. I think it becomes more important at different stages of your life as well. So yeah, I think definitely. there's nothing. There's been nothing wrong with Facebook aging up because you know you've got yeah. to think that there is you know a massive massive user base yeah. around the world. It is simply become yeah definitely. And we we can't we shouldn't you shouldn't want it to do the same things as Instagram. That's no. why that's why you have both. Exactly. Otherwise, otherwise you wouldn't need either. Um, the next question, right? My turn. So. Uh, with constant features being added to Instagram stories, uh, do we think there's a danger of it becoming too busy or too saturated? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly think it's it's like anything else. Yeah, you can't have 
200 stickers, but they're not dumb. Like if something goes out of fashion or loses favor, or if they think it should be tweaked into something else or replaced by something more relevant, that's what they'll do. Mm. Like they won't just add to it and add to it and add to it. Like Facebook and Instagram and every other platform, they don't still have all the features they've ever had. Yeah. Like they, it, it changes as a whole. So it'll, it'll be it'll be like that the same as anything else. I think there's an important one to consider with this as well on the meaning of saturation, because I know agency side, when we speak about saturation a lot, we do speak about the Facebook timeline and we speak about, you know, having to work that bit harder to get messages to cut through and stick because there are so many people on the platform and there are so many messages. That's a saturation of users, not a saturation of features, which I think this is. It's a a content saturation. But I do think Instagram by you know by the way it's set up and especially stories as a brand or agency you do have to work harder to make inventive content and yeah. I, th- I think it's is it's easy to make rubbish content for instagram yeah. but it's also you know the platform's set up in such a way where the tools are there for you to create engaging yeah. video and engaging content yeah. and the stickers as well so you know, to sort of turn a phrase, things pop a bit more. So Yeah, definitely. I think more than any other platform, Instagram is one where if you're a brand or even a publisher, you have to create content better than you'd even create on Facebook because yeah. Instagram is everyone else's favorite pr- platform as well. And you're not just going up against your competitors and what they're posting. You're going up against someone's best friend, their yeah. favorite influencer, their favorite breed of dog, (laughs) celebrity dogs. You're up against Doug the Pug. Look at it that way. That's it. It's like, if that is, if you're not more interesting than what Doug the Pug has to say, then. And enhanced content as well. I I, I wrote something the other day where I said Instagram has essentially turned a billion people into amateur photographers. Yeah. So you've got to be a professional photographer. Yeah, it makes people so much more like judgy about content. 100%, yep. I actually realised we skipped out a question, so... Um, We've got a question here which we can both talk about, which is uh, what advice would you give to an individual who may be having mental health issues due to social media? Mm, Very important question. It is, it is. It's an interesting one. I I do um, hesitate about the the use of due to social media because <laughs> like this this is just my opinion, but I honestly don't think that social media can be considered a cause of mental health issues. I've said it before, I'll say it again. They've been around since forever, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. since long before uh, social media was. However, I do think it's a symptom. Yeah. Um, so if you know that you're already struggling with something and you know that social media is going to make you feel worse, don't do it. Like yeah. it's, it's literally just, a, it is a choice that you can make. Someone's not forcing that on you. Obviously, you know, if you don't want to ostracize yourself and you still want to be part of those communities, mm. maybe it's a case of who you're following. You have the control over your feed to create curate that yeah. and choose who you're following. Um, and it's just a case of identifying those triggers for yourself and eliminating the negative ones. Yeah, it's diffi- it's, it is a difficult one because, uh, you know, for somebody who's not as active as many other people on social, even even now I'm not sort of immune to the dopamine fix that you get from mm. getting a like on your posts yeah. or, you know, getting engagements. And that in itself can be quite obsessive, you know, and you can obsess yeah, definitely. definitely. So um, you have, have a week off. 
Like it's yeah. so nice, isn't it, just to switch off sometimes, even not like to worry that you're like missing something. That that's what gets me. It's like the everyone's driving the FOMO, and you think, oh god, I've got to click this notification, or like, if you're like me, I have to get rid of every single red yeah. dot that comes yeah. up on the apps. I have to get rid of the notifications, and that can just be a nightmare. It's only about two in my case. So I'm not too fast. As Your well, emails, <laughs> horrendous. But there is there is something uh, I saw recently. A, 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 a phrase had been uh, coined. It was uh, JOMO. The joy of missing out and that, you know, almost yeah. this sort of uh, Can't relate, contrasting. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> this contrasting sort of affair. But no, it is a, it is a very serious question. I think we do need to look at social media yeah. and the impact that it can have on mental health, whether yeah. that's causing it, whether that's exasperating it. Um, Did you watch Hannah's TED Talk? No, I didn't. So actually, no. um, our head of... Uh, media and creative media trainer Hannah Anderson she did a TEDx talk recently and it was called Why Social Media Requires a Seatbelt and it's basically talking about that how it can affect your mental health and if anyone knows Hannah's story before she got into social media she was training to be a primary school teacher so education is like super important to her mm, mm. and um, the premise of her talk was basically like anything else that's new people need to be taught how to use it and kids need to be taught how mm, to use it mm. um, so they'll know you know what to avoid what habits to put in place um, so that they can use it safely and responsibly and mm -hmm. that'll count towards mental health as well mm -hmm. so whether it's setting mm -hmm. like usage limits or like I said just knowing how to create your feeds um, mm. things like that yeah I think as well the, the, the you know the, the message from all of this is you are not you're probably not the only person feeling like this you no, know yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of people who you know, probably feeling the same and yeah. I suppose we'd advise you to get out and, you know, speak to people and, you know, identify people who yeah, may definitely. seem like, you know, they're but having social media overuse. Um, people can find those communities even through social media. That's yeah, been a, yeah. a really positive flip side yeah. of that. Um, like, like support groups would work in real life. People are finding their people here, yeah. like finding their tribe and turning what well, has been a negative thing into a positive thing, which is really nice. And as you once said in uh, the video that you shot a while ago to disconnect, to reconnect. Yeah, that's if, it. Uh, if you can give yourself a break, you know, and if that is what's needed, then you're probably best place to make that call. Yeah, definitely. So we go on. We go on. Next question is... What do you think will be the next big phase after stories? This I was I was trying to think about this question because uh, I mean as as we've seen with, with IGTV, which I think comes up, it's it's kind of IGTV is definitely not in a position where it's going to be taking on stories. What will be the next phase? Will there be an will there be a next phase, or will will it be stories? I'm not too sure. I think. Echoing what we said earlier about the messenger first. Mm, I think it's already happening. I was just going to say, yeah. Exactly. I think, you know, from 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 seeing what I can see, expect to be spending a lot more time in your Instagram inbox, which may be connected to your WhatsApp inbox, which may be connected to your messenger inbox. But Mark Zuckerberg said time and time again that his vision is to make social media the digital living room rather than the digital town square. Mm. So I think a messenger first Instagram is where we are going, where the inbox and your private messages and your conversations with, you know, other individuals and brands will play a big part. Yeah, definitely. Stories, the next phase, I think, you know, if I were to hazard a guess, I think we'll see changes to the feed uh, based on this idea of, uh, we've seen tests for this earlier this year. Um, replacing the sort of infinite scroll, so you know the scrolling up and down. I mean, you know we can expect mm. to see 
a, a radical UI change yeah. whereby we've seen like a click-through feed being tested. And so I think, you know, don't forget about the feed. I think there will be vast changes to the feed, but, you know, I think this, by by the time F8 comes around next year, I think Instagram's going to look very different to how yeah. it does at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I think Facebook as well. I was trying to think about this the other day, like what social networks, how they would operate right now without a main feed. And I think... From the way things are going, you've got like three major points of focus, which are stories, messaging and groups. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so they all do different jobs. And I feel like they can account for pretty much everything. So stories is where you can create content and put out updates to people that are following you. Messaging obviously is where you can speak to your close personal friends mm -hmm. and groups mm -hmm. is where you can have that um, conversation aspect, but it's it's slightly broader and slightly more inclusive yep. um, for brands as well. 100%. With, with all of that taken into account and assuming the ad placements start to run in each of those, what do you need the feed for? It's, 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 it's an interesting one. I don't have uh, the answer. I was literally just wondering about the... it the other day. For for me, it's still that 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 permanent feel, isn't it? It's still you know being able to host content there because as we know, stories are ephemeral. Obviously, they you can host content in groups, and they'll be specific. It won't just be broad free like free for all. It'll be pick the group that you want to post in, and and there you go. I've interesting. It's a feed within a group, but it's still in a group. I honestly, I don't know. I was just speculating the other day, and I thought. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Facebook hire me. I've got some ideas. <laughs> that, yeah, we'll have to see with that one. Um, let me go on to IGTV. Now, we are probably over a year of IGTV now. I mean, yeah. if you think that it launched in June 2018, it's mm -hmm. definitely taken a bumpy ride. I'm a big fan of IGTV. And I, 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 know I you was are. from the start. I, I do like. I have to admit, I don't, use it. I don't use it that much. Vertical content. I think the tweaks that they've made. So, so the question was, uh, do you see IGTV growing in the youth sphere? Um, and will it ever be made, you know, more popular than it is at the moment? And I think that is definitely true. It will do. I, I think with, with any of these features, it's very rare for Instagram to make such a point of releasing a big feature or Facebook for that matter, and it not being a success. Yeah. You know, money talks and whether it's, uh, you know, directing ad money to there or, you know, twerk, uh, changing the algorithm and tweaking the algorithm to, to make it work, um, then it's going to work. I think IGTV, maybe they need something else now because we've gone from vertical video, we've got landscape video as well now. And I think probably a few months ago, you did definitely see a big boom with uh, creators using it and previews coming up a lot mm. more in the feed. I've seen a lot of publishers do it. BBC, yeah. I've watched a lot of their news stories through IGTV yeah. and it sort think, of carries on. I think on, that's so. been really valuable, actually. You're right, like publishers and stuff getting involved. My only concern with IGTV is the creator angle. Like they've relied so heavily on the creators making it popular. Mm. That if the creators themselves don't like it, mm. you know, like if, if they don't put that effort in, you're sort of putting all your eggs in one basket and relying yeah. on someone else to make it a success for you, which is the only the only thing I worry about with it. There's a the follow-up part to this question though, which is interesting. Um it says, will IGTV ever be able to keep people on there for longer, uh, for like long form story driven fictional formats? And I think that that's interesting because say if if the creator angle doesn't work and they they realize, okay, maybe people prefer YouTube for that kind of thing and maybe we're biting off more than we can chew and the creators aren't that into it, then what do we use it for? Maybe, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fictional, but maybe slightly more episodic 
um, yeah. videos it could could be interesting. There is talk of that, isn't there? Um, for me, the big sort of question mark hangs over long form. I mean, what can be considered long form now, really? I mean, it's... Yeah, uh, it's mad because I was reading something about long form form versus short form the other day and the article was slightly outdated and they classed long form as like like half an hour-ish and short form as like 15 minutes-ish, which is just ridiculous in like where we're, where we're at right now. Long form is like anything over five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And short form is still considered under two minutes, yeah. which is like, it's just gone that much I shorter. I think we're in the mid-form phase, to yeah. be honest. There's some, you know, somewhere in between. It's uh, it's an interesting one. I, I mean, people are willing to watch for longer than we think they are if, if the content is exciting, entertaining and relevant to them. People I think will, the incentive's got to be there. And I think, I've, I've, I think with IGTV, you know, as much as anything else for creators, for ordinary people, I think the incentive has got to be there. And... I mean, if you were to put IGTV and stories against one another, you know, your your time is going to be spent in stories at present. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's definitely not going anywhere. So there's plenty, no. plenty of opportunities to make it work, you know, whether that's uh, taking a similar sort of model to what Snapchat has done with Discover and its mm. major publishers and turn it into more of a kind of magazine-led form yeah. feature or, or, or what. But I think we, that could work really well on Instagram. We'll see, actually. yeah. Just for GQ's account, because I love it. <laughs> well, though, that's the end of the questions. Thank you to everyone who sent one in. Hopefully we'll do that again next time. Yes, definitely, yes. And sorry for the ones that we couldn't answer. There were quite a lot, and thank you so much for sending them in. Um, thoroughly enjoyed? Yeah. Brilliant. That is a wrap. Thank you, Theo. We'll see you again next <laughs> month, I'm sure. Thank you, Eve. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 